Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I'd like to invite uh, Colleen McKenna, the principal at Intero Advisory. Colleen, welcome to the show. Great to be here with you. I'm excited to engage in some good conversation with you. Brilliant. I think the last time we did a podcast, uh, do you remember how, was it eight years ago? Longer? It was probably eight years ago. I've been in business since January of 2011, and I think it was probably pretty early on in the days of our business. So yes, it's probably seven or eight years. Brilliant. So one of the areas that you are an expert at is using LinkedIn as a business tool and sales navigator as a business tool to help the organization increase sales. Correct. So we really have focused on LinkedIn exclusively um, since the very beginning. I've come out of the B2B space. My background is sales. So LinkedIn was a natural for me. And I really felt like LinkedIn wasn't the most glamorous of of platforms, but it could deliver really some of the most, the greatest value. Today, what we're doing is recruiting, business development, um, branding, and we're really working with companies to make sure that they understand how they can really actually leverage LinkedIn to drive sales and find the talent they need. Everybody talks to us about finding talent and how hard it is, and yet many people are still relying on the old ways of finding talent, which really needs to be rethought and reworked in companies. LinkedIn has a potential of being really effective if you know what you're doing. And I get a lot of in-mails and connections that aren't done with elegance. Yes. So walk me through uh, a campaign. If you were working with a company uh, to help their salespeople get more leads at the top of the funnel, Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What does that campaign look like? Well, first it starts with somebody's profile. Mm-hmm. And so we've moved from doing just one profile for you know the CEO to doing the entire leadership team and doing the whole sales team because nice. we want these salespeople to not have online resumes for profiles, but we want to build them so that they are sales and marketing tools for them. And when we think about that, those profiles should be written to their ideal audience. So, when you, right? When you think about a salesperson who's looking for a job, they need to really tout all their accomplishments and highlights and how strong of a salesperson they are. And However, like will work for food. Right. Exactly. Right. And but when they join the company, they really need to change the voice of that profile because if I'm a potential prospect. Mm-hmm. And I see how great a salesperson they are, and they made President's Club and exceeded quota. I may feel as a prospect that I'm going to get sold. Right. And so we don't want that. How are they going to create value? What's the value proposition? What is what products? For a second, because uh, that's brilliant, isn't it? Because most people, salespeople especially, they earn this award and they think this would be a great way of showcasing themselves, but it's not really about you. It's about the audience, what emotion you invoke in them in order for them to take action. Completely. And I love how you put that. It's about what they're going to do, how, how they feel, right? So I have a client who says your LinkedIn profile is your digital handshake. 
And what I will often say, especially to salespeople, would you say that in person? Is that how you would introduce yourself? So I would change that. I think it's a brilliant way your uh, uh, customer said that, but I think it's uh, maybe it's the way you hug your customer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. Emotions move right. Absolutely. And, uh, so brilliant. So you help uh, people get the right profile. Uh, what's the next step? If they got the profile right, how do they build a network and how do they get leads? Right. So the very next step is downloading their network. Mm -hmm. Who are you currently connected to? Because people call us all the time. By the way, and that's they, Sophie in the background. I know. I saw Sophie. <laughs> that's great. Um, Sophie's, feel free to join us, Sophie. And, you know, people will call and say, hey, I need some new leads. And I'm like, no problem. We can do some searches. However, who are you currently connected to? Right. And what's interesting is that I have found that salespeople, where I've seen reluctance from salespeople in using LinkedIn, when you ask a couple of questions, because it doesn't really make sense to me why they're not leveraging LinkedIn, it's because they may have moved industries. So I was working with somebody who was a healthcare recruiter, right. and now he worked for an IT company. And finally, he said to me in a one-on-one, -on -one, you know what, my network doesn't really make sense for what I do now. I'm like, okay, well, let's clean out your network then, right? Clean it out, restart what that, it. What does that mean, clean out? Do you disconnect from people or start a new profile? Um, I would definitely not start a new profile because we're one person, one personal brand. People get confused. They don't know which one to pick and half the time they pick wrong. So it's cleaning out. It's downloading your network. It is saying that, you know, there are lots of people in this network that I that I connected with because I was a recruiter in healthcare and now I'm a business development person in IT. These people no longer really maybe make sense for me to be connected to or I never knew them anyway, right? Yeah. Or there's no potential business opportunity. And I don't say to decimate your network because LinkedIn pays particular attention to the value and the relevance of your network. Mm -hmm. So the more people you're connected to, the more people you have exposure to. However, cleaning it up just like you would a regular email database, right? Or right. you want to make sure it's clean and fresh so and then start reconnecting with people who are relevant to what you're so currently let's say doing. I was no longer interested in Colleen as a connection. Correct. Well, let me do that. So I would go to your uh, connection and say, disconnect. You would go to my profile okay. where it says more, you click on more um, and then it'll say remove and you can remove me as a connection, as a first level connection. I am not notified. The only way I would know is if I went to your profile and saw next to my name a second and not first. But if I don't know you, I wouldn't even know to do that, right? Yes. And by the way, if you do delete uh, Colleen from your profile, LinkedIn will shut down your account. <laughs> so now that we've got the, the database cleaned up and we've got uh, the right audience for us, mm -hmm. then what? Then I suggest you start increasing your visibility on LinkedIn by curating or creating content that you share and that That's you start to engage. To it's relevant to your audience. We're not looking to create noise because there's a whole lot of noise out there, but what would bring value to your network? And that could be any number of things from any number of publishers or your own 
website, your own company's website, industry information? What do you want to be known for? Because remember, in your profile, we're trying to make you look like a subject matter expert in whatever you're working on today. So creating content or at least curating other people's content and then creating some searches, very specific searches in LinkedIn that help you identify your best client or customer mm -hmm. and start reaching out to those second level connections that fit that criteria within LinkedIn. So it seems like gone are the days where LinkedIn was really, if you don't know this person, don't connect. It seems like it's loosened up a bit that I can reach out to somebody that might be a good business contact for me. Do I read that right? Yes. And, but I would say what's interesting is that more people are, are more careful with their networks now than ever mm -hmm. um, because there are hackers, because there are people who have fake profiles. And, and so I find, especially on the C-level, you know, the leadership teams, they really want to know the people they're connecting to. So I think it depends on the strategy. Salespeople should be a little bit more um, lenient with who they're connecting with, right? Because it may not be that person, but it could be somebody that that person knows right. that could be a prospect. Um, recruiters, totally different strategy. It is just another database for them. So they might have 10, 20, 30,000 people in their network. Let's say somebody else. We've got John in Baltimore. He is uh, a VP at a company. Mm-hmm. I have an acquaintance with him. I don't really know him that well, but enough to say hello. Right. What's the most courteous way, if he knows somebody that I want to get introduced to, mm -hmm. is there any uh, thoughts on how to make that request? Like if it was you and I, we have uh, uh, more of a relationship, and mm -hmm. I can say, hey, Colleen, how are you? I need an introduction. Could you do one? Give our listeners examples of someone that you know, how you would ask, and someone that's just kind of a, an acquaintance. How you, would you ask differently? I would definitely ask differently, and I might actually not even ask at all initially. I might instead reach out to that person who's an acquaintance and say, you know, I really like to know the people in my network, and while we're connected, we really haven't had an opportunity to talk. By the way, and, do, I, do I look like an arch villain with a cat? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're, you're having fun over there. And, and I would probably have a conversation with that person first. And in, actually, it just happened to me last night. I went to an event, a networking event in Baltimore, and saw somebody who I've been connected to for years, and we've never had the occasion to meet. Somebody said, oh, my gosh, you haven't met him yet? I said, not in person, although I see all of his stuff on LinkedIn and some try, sometimes try to engage with him on LinkedIn. And we had a great conversation, spent about 10 minutes talking. Um, he sent me a message this morning. We're going to go grab some lunch together in a couple weeks. Nice. And so from there, now I think that will pivot the conversation so that I can be helpful to him and he can be helpful to me. You know, so I think it, it depends on the person and how comfortable they are being a good connector as well. So just to kind of reiterate, because I want to make sure people get this point. If it's someone you know that you've got a strong relationship uh, on LinkedIn is a easy to do the ask, sure. but it yes. would be polite or just call. But if it's someone just, you know, not so intimately, a call and reconnect at the human level first. And once you've got that relationship started, then move over to do that. I think so. I think that that's a better way. I think it feels better for the other person. And my guess is by doing it that way, you'll actually end up with better introductions because they'll know how to introduce you and maybe even one or two more. 
Brilliant. And I think it just goes back to just uh, plain old good manners. Absolutely. I say it over and over again. Would you say that in public? If the answer is no, <laughs> don't say it on LinkedIn, right? Or slow down. A lot of people are pitching way too early, way, way too early. Would you say that in person? No, then you've gone too far. Because most CEOs will say to me, what makes me crazy about LinkedIn is as soon as I connect with the salesperson, they want to set up a meeting. Right. So we've got to pull it back. We've got to pull it back a little bit. We've uh, helped a company get the right profiles. We've cleaned up their database. We've shown them how to go out and reach out and build their network. Uh, Start creating content that's relevant to your audience. What's next? Follow up. So very often it might be eight to 12 touches, just as it is in a traditional sales cycle to actually get on somebody's radar. So staying in touch. Being a good social citizen, I think, is also important. And what I mean by that is, how are you going to help somebody else? Absolutely. Right? Write a recommendation for a client. Maybe reach out, look inside your network, and think about people that you know and how you can connect them. Alan Weiss, I'm not sure if he's still Mm -hmm. alive and kicking. He had said he keeps a, a whiteboard near his computer and he's got the name Colleen McKenna saying, I want to make sure I get her a connection. He may not have one in mind, but he wants a relationship with you. And it's just top of mind for him. And he's like, ah, I know who to connect her with. Mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant, right? And I think we need to be more active, proactive in that yes. regard. When you, when you introduce two people to one another, I think 99% of the time, the first thing they'll talk about is you. Yes, And that's not a bad thing, right? Once again, creating that emotion and paying it forward and creating a little karma and some good good vibes. Brilliant. Any other advice before we switch topics to Sales Navigator? So I also think that what's really important is not only to build that profile so it's a good marketing profile, Mm -hmm. but it's also really important to talk about your culture and become a mini recruiter, if you will. So... Think about putting on your profile, hey, you know what, we're looking for great talent in our company. We're a great company and, you know, and talking about the culture a little bit because if you're somebody at your company is trying to find another person like you, another salesperson, you probably are connected to some of those salespeople. So share those job descriptions um, and those open posts and, you know, positions into your network. Brilliant. And just, uh, I want to commend you. Uh, I was watching something on YouTube. It's a very popular show and they had a guest on that's an international figure. And it's all about, we're all connected and giving and you can do whatever you want. And every third phrase out of his mouth was, you know, that's my book and I don't want to give away too much. Uh, And it was just like, well, what you're saying and what you're preaching are two different things. And what I get from you is anything I can do to help you I will, and that's a place of generosity, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think we all have to come work from this place of abundance, right, and generosity. And, Absolutely. And, At the end of the day, I'm never going to be as good as LinkedIn as you. So. Well, and everybody's got their thing, and there's enough business for all of us, actually. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. So let's uh, flip over to uh, Sales Navigator, which is disappointing in one sense only, a lot of the functionality was free at one point on LinkedIn right. as they were testing it, and now all of a sudden it's $80 a month or more. Right. Other than that, it's a pretty awesome tool. 
It is a very awesome tool. And much like you, yes, it used to all be in LinkedIn.com. And, and today we really don't even recommend premium LinkedIn. Right. Um, we recommend if you were premium, downgrade and then choose Sales Navigator. And by the way, it is not an upgrade of premium. So if you're premium and you add Sales Navigator, you could be paying for two products. So be careful with and I that. I think I am right now, so I should. Yeah, you want, you want to fix that. However, what I will say is that Sales Navigator is a great product for people who are very serious about using LinkedIn Mm -hmm. intentionally for business development and sales. However, it needs a process. We talk to people every day, our team, and most people, I would say 80% of people will say, yes, I use Sales Navigator. I did not see the value in it. And I get that. And then our question is, did you have a process for it? Mm, not really. The whole key to Sales Navigator is having a workflow for it. And that workflow will keep you organized and keep everything moving so that you, you're, you know what the next step is at all times. So just to kind of lock down that point, life is all about process. Even right. if you're an artist, there's a process to it. Right. And a lot of people shy away from that. If you don't have a process, you don't know what's broken. Right. And if it isn't working, then you can go to an expert and say, well, I'm doing Navigator. It's not working. What's your process? And you can say, oh, you're missing this step. So, yes, brilliant. Have a process. And Have what does process. that process look like? So, the process is um, pretty basic, actually. I, I, you know, I, I hate to say that our secret sauce is pretty basic, but it really is. It's sourcing the right people and mm -hmm. being very specific with all the filters, using as many of them as you possibly can. Having your messaging ready with a sequence of messages that will go through LinkedIn Sales Navigator, saving the people, tagging the people. Then what we do is we try to get our clients connected to those people. Right. So we don't use InMail the same way most people talk about InMail mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know how to accept an InMail. And then you don't get it back, right? You get a right. credit back if somebody accepts it. So it's going through the process with very specific messages that hopefully, and our, you know, and our job is to make sure that it creates the emotion we're hoping to create with a call to action to go back to a website, to download something, to go to RSVP to an event. But we're once again, we're creating a place where there's information and education without selling Brilliant. and then once we do three or four sequences of messages through LinkedIn we'll say you know what pick up the phone now or send them a, a regular email because not everybody's going to respond through LinkedIn but our team last year sourced 60,000 profiles for clients nice through Navigator so it's knowing trying to look for those indicators that will suggest that person's actually using LinkedIn because then you'll have a better rate of people accepting and responding. Brilliant. Any tips on uh, if you post an article, are there any best practices to get more horsepower out of it? Well, you know, I love great content and we write a lot of content and I post a fair amount of content. Um, I would say make sure that you introduce the content mm -hmm. with your thought on that content. 
right? So just don't put the content out there, but sort of process it. Yeah, this is what it means. This is why you should pay attention, right? However, I will say that in addition to all the great content, show yourself with people. If you're a trainer, show yourself training. Right. If you're out at a networking event or at a trade show or a conference, show engagement. Show yourself with other people because people love people. And no matter how great the content is, people you'll get more views where there's people involved. Brilliant. So Colleen, before we part company, uh, I know you have a membership site mm -hmm. to help people kind of learn at their own pace. Tell us about that. Right. So over the last couple of years, we really spent a lot of time thinking about how people learn. And, you know, we go in and we do workshops and training and webinars, and it's just way too much on LinkedIn. It's too nuanced. So we built a membership site that would in allow people, individuals, to learn LinkedIn on their, at their own pace or use it as a reinforcement for whatever training we've already done. And then we have, so that's one version. And then we have an executive version for companies so that they can actually bring it in house, have a trainer, an internal marketing or HR person, learn it and then share it with the team. Brilliant, train the trainer. Train the trainer. And it's everything we talk about all day long. Colleen, I appreciate you and the level of professionalism you bring to the craft of LinkedIn. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk with you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 